episode 11 of the Dose of Joy podcast. I'm your host, Joy Huber. Thank you for taking time to listen today. As I know, it's the busy season with lots happening. When many shows are off for the holidays, I am working hard to continuously produce fresh content for you, as I know firsthand from my personal experience with stage four cancer, cancer doesn't wait for the holiday season to end. Today, we're going to talk about exactly this, the holidays, and dealing with a cancer diagnosis or going through treatment at the holidays. Of course, we all also think of loved ones we've lost when we gather with family and friends to celebrate. Taking my time to research for you so I guide you directly to helpful information, I found a wonderful blog from the National Cancer Institute. I'll share some of their tips here with the full article being posted to the Dose of Joy podcast Facebook page this week. The following tips can help you cope with cancer during the holiday season and lift your spirits. Be in tune with your thoughts and feelings. If you're in a happy moment and you can't enjoy it, take a step back to check in with yourself. Identify moments where your thoughts didn't match the moment. Try to find joy in happy moments, but feel free to allow yourself time to cry and reflect if you need to. Sidebar from me here, as we've discussed before, asking yourself great questions like why to really get to the root of thoughts and feelings, meaning if you're not enjoying a moment where you feel you should be happy, ask yourself, why can't I enjoy this? Remember, you can go to my Patreon page, too, if you'd like to set up a call with me on a one-time basis to speak during the holidays or coaching on an ongoing basis, too. As I've also said before, give yourself permission to feel the feelings you have versus trying to stifle them or fake being happy when you're not. This will sound silly, but when I was young, we sang a song in my grade school music class I still remember. Some of you might know this song, too. I remember the words were, It's all right to cry. Crying gets the sad out of you. It's all right to cry. It might make you feel better. I have reminded myself of that over time. We usually do feel better after crying. It expresses the emotion and gets it out, so it's okay, more than okay, to let those tears flow. The next tip is to get support. Make a list of friends and family who you can count on to listen to your concerns, make you smile, or encourage you. And when you feel overwhelmed or stressed, call someone on your list for support. Another side note from me here, it doesn't have to be just a call. I text with friends and sometimes just use those animations to share my feelings and emotions. Again, just venting to someone else and being heard can be really helpful. 
Next, eat healthy foods. Eat a balanced diet that gives your body the nutrients it needs to function correctly. Limit sugary foods and alcohol to avoid dips in your energy. If you have dietary restrictions, plan your meals or eat before attending parties and events. Next, you can ask friends and family to help. If tradition is dinner or a gathering at your house, plan a potluck or suggest an alternative location to family and friends instead. Or use your support list to call friends and family to help you clean and prepare, wrap presents, decorate, and play a role in the celebration. Remember the previous episode where we talked about lots of helping hands? I think that would be a good resource to share again this week on the podcast's Facebook page. Start a new tradition. It's also okay to say no to your old traditions. Ask family and friends to video chat or send a personal note to communicate your holiday wishes if you don't have the energy to visit in person or attend an event. Plan a fun trip and go somewhere you have never been. Finally, take care of yourself. Identify activities that are rewarding and make you feel good and relaxed. For example, walking, dancing, painting, or getting a massage. Be aware of the physical stress of entertaining and traveling and do not overexert yourself. Allow yourself to take small steps to complete tasks and do what you can to preserve energy. I'll supplement this article with my personal experience. Music has been a huge help in my journey. Finding a song to listen to or a whole playlist that expresses my emotion has been hugely helpful. Don't blame yourself. The things out of your control are not your fault. Be mindful of your self-blaming thoughts and instead be positive and focus on things you can actively control. Make a simple plan and pace yourself. Identify tasks that can cause stress like shopping, cooking, and entertaining and plan to scale back. You can online shop order food, or ask someone to host instead. Choose the activities and situations that are most important and put those on your task list and pace yourself to complete your list. Be mindful to schedule activities when you tend to have the most energy. Now, let's also touch on if you have a loved one that has passed, as here is where the holidays can be especially difficult. Allow yourself to grieve and feel emotions while also giving yourself a break by distracting yourself with activities you enjoy. You can celebrate him or her by making a new tradition. Ask family and friends for input on how they want to remember this person. Some ideas include, you could write a letter to your deceased loved one. You can share your feelings if there are unresolved issues or things left unsaid. Have a candle lighting vigil or ceremony in remembrance of your loved one with a group of friends and family. I really love this next one. Support a cause 
close to his or her heart and yours, donating and making a difference in their name can be so meaningful and impactful for those receiving your donation. Finally, what is most important is to focus on the present moment and enjoy your holiday celebrations in whatever form they take. The holidays are truly about renewed hope, being thankful, and sharing with family and friends. An article I'll also share from Cancer Care adds tips, including talk to your healthcare team about upcoming special events. They may be flexible about appointments in order to accommodate your travel or other needs. Celebrate strengths you and your loved ones have developed. Many families who face the day-to-day challenges of cancer discover strengths and courage they didn't know they had. Reflect on the strengths you have developed and build on them during the holidays. Now, as I know firsthand, cancer comes with a wild range of emotions. One minute you are thankful for the chance to celebrate with family and friends, and the next minute you can feel angry that people your age are healthy and having fun seemingly without a care in the world while you're dealing with all this. Cancer.net provides some helpful information I'll draw from here, and I'll share the link to this page on the podcast Facebook page, too, for you to reference. Many people living with cancer experience anger. Often the feeling arises when receiving a cancer diagnosis, but it can develop anytime throughout treatment and survivorship. You may feel angry about the arrival of hardship, the way cancer and treatment changes your previous routine, the way family members and friends react to a cancer diagnosis, and even their lack of support when you thought they'd be doing more. You may also struggle to cope with the side effects of cancer and its treatment, and these can make even the happiest person feel irritable. Now, you'll probably recall from previous episodes, I've said, do get mad, sad, etc., but just don't stay stuck there. So recognize that anger is a perfectly natural response to all you're going through, and it's okay to feel the emotions you are feeling versus trying to suppress them or fake things being okay when you don't feel that way. So here are some healthy expressions of anger. Healthy anger management involves identifying the emotion and expressing it productively. When expressed in a healthy way, anger can produce positive change. I know I personally have used the energy that comes with that emotion for good, like in a workout or dancing it out to get some physical activity. Consider the following tips when you feel angry. Recognize your anger. Sometimes people act out of anger without acknowledging the emotion's presence. Consider which other feelings lie underneath the anger. Sometimes people hide other painful feelings under their anger, and they might not even realize they are doing this. 
Some people feel more comfortable with anger than other feelings like fear or sadness. Avoid taking out your anger on others. You don't want to say or do hurtful things to others because you are feeling angry. We've all heard the phrase, misery loves company. So there's times you might think if you're feeling awful, why not make those happy people around you just as unhappy as you are right now? But you don't want to wait for anger to build up. Express your feelings as soon as you recognize them. If you hold them in, you are more likely to express anger in an unhealthy way. Find safe ways to express your anger. You can express and release your anger in a number of healthy ways. Discuss the reasons for your anger with a trusted family member or friend. A lot of times when I vent, I feel so much better, so just sharing can be really helpful. If there's no one to talk with in the moment, maybe you would find journaling or writing about it helpful. Do a physical activity while feeling your anger at its full intensity. As I just mentioned, dancing it out with some music you love, up loud, perhaps. Beat on a pillow with your fists or find a punching bag, Cancer.net suggests. Yell out loud in a car or private room. And explore complementary therapies such as massage, relaxation techniques, music, or art to treat yourself to something you'd enjoy doing if possible. Consider counseling. Many people benefit from counseling, either on their own or in a group setting. Things you can accomplish with a mental health professional include finding out what triggers your anger, avoiding destructive responses, finding healthy ways to express your feelings, learning valuable coping skills, Addressing related issues, such as addiction or relationship problems. A counselor can also evaluate whether chronic anger is contributing to clinical depression. Just like cancer needs medicine to treat it, depression often does too. If you're part of support groups or seeking one-on-one support during your cancer treatment, that talk therapy, while not with a professional counselor, but with others who uniquely understand what you're going through because they've been there too, is very useful. Up next, I also want to talk about stress, as that is extremely timely during this very busy time of year. A disease such as cancer is often one of the most stressful experiences of a person's life. Coping with cancer can be more challenging with added stress from work, family, or financial concerns. Everyday stress can also make coping with a cancer diagnosis more difficult. Stress has not been shown to cause cancer, but chronic stress may weaken the immune system, causing other health problems and decreasing feelings of well-being. Here's some additional tips from Cancer.net for reducing stress, and I'll also share this on the podcast Facebook page this week. 
Stressors are sources of stress. Some stressors are predictable and therefore sometimes avoidable. You can often lower the amount of stress in your life by making small changes. Consider the following tips for reducing stress. Avoid scheduling conflicts. Use a day planner, your phone, or an online calendar to keep track of appointments and activities. When you schedule activities, allow plenty of time to finish one activity before starting the next. That right there is a great personal reminder for me, as I often cause myself stress by not allowing enough time between activities to get from one location to the next. Do not schedule too many activities for the same day or week, especially activities you need to prepare for. If managing your schedule is exhausting, ask someone you trust to help review your appointments. Be aware of your limits. If you do not have the time, energy, or interest, it is okay to politely decline when people ask you to take on tasks. Do not feel guilty over saying no. A cancer diagnosis is life-changing, and focusing on the things that matter most makes good sense. At work, do not volunteer for projects that would make your workload unmanageable. If saying no feels difficult, tell the person asking what you can do instead. This could be doing a smaller part of the task or having more time to complete the task. Ask for help. It is also good sense to ask family, friends, and coworkers for help. People are likely to offer their support, so think about particular tasks you need help with beforehand. People appreciate being able to help in specific ways. For example, family or friends may be able to help with shopping, meal preparations, pet sitting, or picking up a child from school. Prioritize your tasks. Make a list of the things you routinely do, such as work and household chores. Rank these things by importance, considering the things you must do and the things that are most important to you. If you do not have time to do everything, focus on the tasks and activities at the top of your list. Break things down into smaller steps. Sometimes large projects can be done in smaller steps. This process can make seemingly overwhelming problems easier to handle. For example, instead of spending an afternoon cleaning your entire house, tackle one or two rooms each day. Concentrate your efforts on things you can control. A stressor may be something you cannot change or control, even with the best planning. Traffic is one example. People who can remain flexible keep their stress low. Sometimes the only aspect of a problem you can control is how you react to it. If it helps, think of it as saving your energy to spend on things more important to you. Get help with financial problems. Talk with an oncology social worker or a financial advisor who knows about cancer-related insurance and financial matters. Do not wait to find financial help. Late bills and debt can quickly become overwhelming. 
I'm planning to do an entire show soon on helpful financial information for you. Although you can try to reduce the number of stressors in your life, you cannot completely avoid stress. However, stress management strategies can help you feel more relaxed and less anxious. The following are tips to help reduce stress. Exercise regularly. Moderate exercise, such as a 30-minute walk several times a week, can help lower stress. Talk with your doctor before starting an exercise schedule. I personally have a stationary exercise bike, and I enjoy pedaling, often while listening to a great podcast to help pass the time. Spend time outside. If possible, take a walk outside in a park or other natural setting. Sunlight, fresh air, and the sounds of nature can help brighten a person's day. Schedule social activities. Make time to socialize with family or friends, as it is a good way to lower stress. Eat well. Maintaining a healthy diet and getting enough rest will give you more energy to deal with daily stressors. Get plenty of sleep. Life is busy, and some people may think that sleep is indulgent, but sleep is essential to help the body stay healthy and heal. Try to get seven or more hours of sleep each night. Naps during the day can also help. If you are having difficulty sleeping, talk with your healthcare team about ways to manage sleeping problems. Join a support group. Support groups offer you the chance to talk about your feelings and fears with others who share and understand your experiences. You can also talk with a trusted friend, a counselor, or a social worker. Schedule daily relaxing time. Spend time doing an activity you find relaxing, such as reading a book, gardening, or listening to music. Sidebar from me, it's not always possible to find relaxing time daily, but you know the point here. Eke out those moments that you can. Do things you enjoy. Eat at your favorite restaurant or watch your favorite television show. Laughter reduces stress, so consider seeing a funny movie or reading a humorous book to help cope with stress. Write in a journal. Writing about the stresses and events in your life provides a private way to express your feelings versus sharing it all on a site like Facebook. I've heard from others I know sometimes posting on these sites upsets them even more when they don't get the reactions or support they were hoping for from loved ones who just ignored their needs. That can add even more stress. Learn a new hobby. Engaging in a new and challenging activity gives you a sense of accomplishment and provides a distraction from daily worries. Examples include taking an art class or playing a musical instrument. Many people learn and practice relaxation techniques to lower stress. You can learn most of them in a few sessions with a counselor. Many hospitals and cancer centers also have classes to teach patients relaxation techniques. Consider doing the following techniques daily or at specific stressful times, such as during a medical procedure. 
Relaxed or deep breathing. This involves deep, slow breathing while concentrating on filling the lungs and relaxing muscles. Mental imagery or visualization. This helps you create peaceful and relaxing images in your mind. I've heard others say, I'm going to my happy place right now. Progressive muscle relaxation. This technique involves tightening and then relaxing muscles. Most people start at either the toes or the head and progressively relax all the muscles across the body. Meditation. With this technique, you can learn to relax your mind and concentrate on an inner sense of calm. I feel calmer already just being reminded of all of the things I can do to help with the stress that's unavoidable in life. I know you may be running short on time, so I'll wrap up today's episode of Dose of Joy right here. If you enjoy the show, the best way to help is by leaving a five-star review wherever you're listening in. Also, tell someone you know facing cancer about this show so they can listen in and catch up on all the previous episodes they're interested in. Contact the show at doseofjoypodcast at hotmail.com if you're trying to reach me with a request to speak at your cancer treatment center. Remember, if you do want to talk to me about your individual situation, I have a Patreon account with a variety of opportunities available for you to choose from. You can get a personal call with me or even ongoing coaching through your cancer journey set up through Patreon. You can also get your name mentioned on the show as a supporter when you chip in just $10 a month, which comes out to just a couple dollars an episode, definitely less than that high-priced drink at Starbucks. Next week, we'll be talking about cancer and your career, as our work takes up so much of our time. Until next time, I leave you with my heartfelt wish for a joy-filled life. I'm gonna laugh and I'm gonna cry. The world is waiting.